0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Left Side Lock Hockey Podcast. I'm Paul, and along here beside me is Trevor, and uh, we're getting ready to kick this one off today. Uh, Trevor, how are you, man? How you feeling? I'm,
1: I'm all right, Paul. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm, I'm doing okay. How was uh, your New Year's, buddy?
0: Oh, it was good, man. just kind of hung around the house, uh, just I laid in bed, watched uh, the watched day. Time drop in uh, New Year's there in New York, but wasn't too exciting.
1: Yeah, that was yours. Mine was the same thing, man. I think I think we went to bed at twelve oh one. We uh, we did a quick celebration. We had a couple of drinks with some friends over Facetime, and uh, watched a good chunk of uh, Letter Kenny.
0: Yeah, so that's we, a good show.
1: Oh, it's a great show. It's hilarious, man, and it's based uh, loosely based off uh, um, the hometown of Jared Kiso uh, in Listowel, Ontario which is a yeah. quick quick 45 to an hour drive from us, from Kitchener. Yeah.
0: Good old Listy.
1: Yeah. My uh, my brother's actually just bought a house there. So they're really, yeah. uh, they get possession in about a week from now. So they're excited and uh, it'll be a cool transition for
0: them. Oh, for sure. That's exciting. Very exciting. How was your uh, time off? How was your week off work? It was
1: good man it was nice to just re uh, refresh and uh, not have to worry about work too much I mean it's already uh it's already over and I have to be back tomorrow but I mean it's not too bad since I'm still working from home so it's um it hasn't been too uh too crazy so it's nice yeah
0: yeah that's good just a bit of uh time to relax a little bit
1: yeah exactly you had some time off too as well right so
0: yeah, exactly. I was off the last week; just kind of hung out with the kiddo. I mean, it would have been better if we had some World Juniors to watch. But
1: oh man, that would have been exciting, man! And I mean, the Canadian Canadian World Junior team; those boys were buzzing. I mean, you yeah. see, we were watching that game against uh, Czech Czechia together, and uh, they looked they looked a little slow in the first period, but once they got going, they looked unreal, and then they just the wheels didn't stop in uh, the game against Austria, right? So,
0: no, unreal, man. The tournament was just starting to turn up. You know, that's when everything was starting to get exciting. For me, anyway, I always find the first few games of the tournament at Canada usually blows the other teams out of the water. But as you yeah. get later on into the tournament, it's when it starts getting real exciting. And uh, fortunately, we weren't able to see that this year, but the double IHF did what they had to do, I think, to keep the players safe.
1: Well, I know there was a lot of controversy about that decision because a lot of the uh, European players um, based uh, voiced their opinions on it, and I know they were very frustrated the way that the IHF handled it. I don't know if you heard about some issues in the hotel. I guess the same hotel that all the players were, play- were uh, staying at, there was actually a wedding the same day that they canceled the tournament. So there was people in and out all over the place so, I mean, I understand why the players were frustrated, right? So, I mean, they could have easily done it, what they did last year, where put the put the, all the players in a bubble. And, I mean, they definitely could have handled it a little bit better. But, I mean, they did what they felt was best. And you kind of can't blame them, right? Especially with all the number of cases that's been going on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, this new variant just kind of came on so uh, so strong and so quick. You know, it started early December and then, Next thing you know, December 15th, all the players are in Edmonton and Red Deer getting ready for the tournament. And then then the, everything just kind of starts ramping up. And I don't think they were really prepared for it. I don't think they really had the time to put them into a bubble or anything like that, which is unfortunate. Well, I, I mean, mean you were st- we were starting yeah. to see too many games being canceled, you know. It was one one game the one day. Then the next day, there was only one game playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, Exactly where, um, yeah, when you have three games getting canceled in one day and then only Canada was going to be playing against Germany. So yeah. then you have three teams. I believe that was Germany's second game and Canada's third game. So then, yeah, then you have one team that's played three games and most of the other teams have only played two, maybe three. So then you have to look into it because, yeah, there was a good chance that the U.S.-Sweden game was going to get canceled again yeah. because of their uh, players that tested positive. Then you have a quick turnaround in two days. Do they? Do you really think they're going to test negative? And they even though they tested positive the day before, I, yeah, exactly. I doubted it. So then you have another two days where you're hoping guys test negative. But if they did have, if they did test positive two days ago, there's a good chance they're going to test positive then, right? So they didn't have their, they didn't even have those five days of isolation or
0: quarantine. Or exactly, or whatever they would have needed. It's just I can't imagine how frustrating it is for for those guys. Like so, for some of them, that's the biggest stage they might ever get to play on. Only chance <laughs> they'll really get to uh, represent their country on a stage that big.
1: Well, for majority of the players in that tournament, that's probably the last time they're going to be representing their country. Especially if they uh, play in the NHL and say they go into a team that's um, that makes the playoffs every year or goes to the second or third round of the playoffs there's no chance for them to go play on a world championship team unless they're a European player. Then they go, maybe they go back in Europe, play their U 20 or like 21 year old season. And then they have a shot to represent their country at the world championship. But if you're a high rounded, um, say you're a late first round pick and you're going to the NHL in two years and you're a 19 year old now, you'll be in the AHL next year. Most likely. Then yeah, you might not uh, get a chance to represent your country ever again.
0: Exactly. Like, and it's very, it's tough for those for those guys. And like we saw uh, those pictures of the German team uh, circulating there on social media, going out on the ice and getting a few uh, pictures before they had to leave. That was pretty sad to see. and In my opinion, just trying to make the most of the the last moments they had there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, some of these these kids like they worked their whole life to make it to the World Juniors. And in all reality, it's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, like, there's going to be some guys like uh, Bedard. He's going to be – he'll be back next year. I mean, he played his first game yesterday back in the WHL and put up four goals. So he Wow,
0: I didn't he, see that. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. Welcome yeah, so back.
1: He started right where he finished off with, the, with Canada. So, I mean, he's going to be – he's going to be so exciting to watch for the next 15, 20 years. So, yeah, I'm do you excited. think
0: they could? Uh, do you think we'll see a World Junior tournament coming up? Like, uh, get this tournament going again? I don't.
1: I don't see them doing it. I don't see them finishing the 2022 one. No, I see. I see them starting scratch and focusing what they can do to make sure that the 2023 tournament goes off without a hitch. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I would love to see this team. Continue what they started, but I just don't think um, I just don't think they're able to. And then you have to look into um, team players wise. Like if a team team takes Shane right first overall, right? Yeah. Uh, In the twenty twenty two NHL draft, say the tournament happens in July. Do you think a Do you think a team that picks them wants him to go play in the World Juniors where? He has a he has a legitimate shot to be on their starting roster for the next uh, for next year's NHL season.
0: Yeah, I think that's a high risk. Too. If you, do you want to do you want to risk him getting hurt?
1: Right, like I'm if I'm Montreal or or uh, Ottawa or Arizona or Seattle, I'm not taking that risk. If I'm Montreal or Arizona, I need that. I need him in the lineup. Like Shane Wright, he's didn't really he didn't really do well. He did enough to be a first and second line player on Team Canada. Like I feel like he needs to keep going. Yeah, but I personally think he's in he's in one of those two rosters for sure. Come um, this season.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: So you have to look at that. Like, if I'm an NHL GM or executive, do I want uh, my future uh, my future uh, uh, franchise player? Yeah. Franchise player to uh, go potentially play in five games and could potentially get hurt. So,
0: it's... yeah, it's a tough risk to uh, tough risk to take. It sucks. I mean, the Canadian team was buzzing. Oh, they were finally starting to get their legs, but Dared with four goals to before we uh, didn't get to see anymore. But
1: well, even Perfetti
0: didn't... was playing well. Six points in the two games.
1: Perfetti looked unreal.
0: Yeah. and well, uh... he got just got called up. He's on the taxi yeah. squad now.
1: Yeah, you figured that was going to happen, right? With a lot of uh, with the announcement of the taxi squad for the NHL teams, and look at Owen Power. Owen Power looked unreal
0: in those two yeah, games. He looked really good, Hattie against Czechia. Yeah, exactly. So, As um, a defenseman,
1: we didn't even talk about uh, that. There was uh, five five of the goals scored against Czechia were from defensemen.
0: Yeah, that's insane, eh?
1: So, so that, that the back end looked unreal, and I mean, you had for the eight guys that play that were on Take Canada's back end, all eight of those guys deserve to play every game. And I know, um, I know the game against uh, Austria; they dressed all eight guys. So yeah, it, it kind of it was cool to see that they did that, and um, I mean, Dave Cameron had the boys uh, well prepared, and they definitely yeah, could have. Why
0: he's a great coach.
1: Oh. It's nice to have him back for uh, for Team Canada in the World mm-hmm. Juniors. I think that's one thing I've always thought about is the consistency in the coaches because they usually coach maybe one, maybe two years in a row and then they leave, right? Yeah. So it's kind of nice to see some consist to see him back with them, and you know, you never know, like maybe uh, maybe Brent Sutter can come back and coach them too, right? But I know it it is a big. Um, Big commitment for them and their families over the Christmas time, right? So,
0: oh, for sure. Do you think Canada had the had the team to take the gold home? I think so. Yeah.
1: I don't. <clears throat> I don't even know who. Maybe Sweden could have maybe stopped them, but.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was giving Sweden the silver. Yeah, like, in my prediction. And I was thinking maybe Finns in the states in the bronze medal <laughs> game, and the Finns knock them off. Brad yeah. Lambert was having a phenomenal tournament. He was.
1: I didn't. I didn't see the states being that much of a threat.
0: No, but, me neither, man. But they
1: do. They do have some good young players on that team, and I mean, they have a. They had a mix of like some good, um, good young, uh, young guys, and then they had a, some good nineteen-year-olds. And I mean, they had Matty Beniers, who went second overall. Um, Luke Hughes. Uh, who's yeah. the other? Who's the other? Um, Oh, sorry. No, I was thinking there was four University of Michigan guys in the top five, but two of them were on Canada and two of them were on the US.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah,
1: because we had Owen Power and Ken Johnson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder if either of those guys will go to the Olympics now.
1: Yeah, it would. Um, you know what? I could easily see it because uh, look at uh, last year with uh, Bowen Byram, who got invited to uh, the World Championship. Yeah. Right after the, um, uh, right after the World Juniors, and I mean, Owen Power could easily step in there, and I know uh, Ken Johnson. I knew he was good, I didn't know he was that good.
0: Yeah, and, he looked great.
1: Yeah, and apparently he's kind of like a Trevor Zegers type player, where he he likes to have fun. He he makes things look very easy, and he likes to he loves trying. Like different things with the puck and like stick handling and whatnot.
0: Oh, exactly. That's so, and that's fun to watch from a fan's perspective as well.
1: Well, yeah, especially some young guys. It's like there's a, there's that bait. There's that, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it is um, the thought process of don't change the old school ways of coming into the NHL where like don't show, don't show too much disrespect in, like having like, Chirping and like the confidence, right? So some of these young players are coming in and they're doing stuff that, (coughs) excuse me, they're doing stuff that are just messing around with puck, like trying trying different things, like the Michigan goal and that uh, the Michigan pass goal now, right? So they're trying. Whereas the old school method was just put pucks in deep, go hard in the net, hard in the corners, like basic basic hockey. But now these these kids are coming in and trying all unique tricks, and they're making the game a lot more fun now, right? And so it's nice to see the creativity.
0: Yeah, it's been very exciting to watch all the young talent coming into the league. It's been very fun. Now that we have the NHL back again, yeah, start, we have... start watching them again. Anyways, yeah, Had the boys a are small little break.
1: Yeah, I don't know about you, but my fantasy team's been back, and I'm doing okay this week. So. Let's, let's yeah, hope that it keeps bad. going, considering, both, considering I'm
0: in last year and second last. So. Yeah, it's rough <laughs> this year, man. I, like, I, like overwhelm myself with fantasy teams. And, like, there just becomes a point in the year where it's way too much at one time. I got, like, four football teams going.
1: Yeah. I, three I saw...
0: hockey teams, two basketball teams. And I'm like, man, this is like a full-time job trying to keep up with fantasy sports. Oh, like next year I am listen. relaxing a little bit on this stuff
1: yeah you have to almost you have to decide how many teams like per league you want like I know when I was doing football and basketball I limited myself to one basketball squad if if or two two of them and then like one foot you basically gotta do one football one basketball and like one or two hockey right because yeah or one of each because like that's three teams. Especially if you're looking, like, it's cool because I I do all my stuff through uh, Yahoo Fantasy, and they have the option where you can do the um, set lineup for the whole week. Yeah, so it's kind of nice, and then you can do that. So if you miss a day or two, you don't have to worry about it. But like, unless there's injuries or like players aren't playing, then you then you get the update, and it and then you can go in and quickly edit it. But I mean, other than that, like, you don't have to be on it every single day. I mean, if you want to be competitive. Then obviously you do, but it's not going to hurt you if you miss it for uh, one or two days.
0: Oh, exactly. But like that thing is with like football is you, uh, like they're only playing once a week, whereas most yeah. to the other sports you got to set your lineup every single night. Especially
1: if there's a Thursday or a Monday night game, right? You gotta, yeah, you got to uh, figure out on. <coughs> you got to figure out on Sunday if there's a Monday game. You got to figure out uh, Sunday morning if that guy on the Monday team is going to be playing or not. Otherwise you got to make sure that a Sunday team playing, you have a guy on that one of those. Right. So yeah, it's exactly. uh it's definitely, it's definitely a big decisions. Right. And and then it always happens where you pick someone and then he has a bad game. And then the guy you sat has a best game of the week. Right.
0: Yeah. That's usually what happens in fantasy sports, man. <laughs> usually how it goes. <laughs>
1: So, uh, you want to quickly talk about COVID protocols? Just a little update about the taxi squads and...
0: Yeah, I mean, they just they recently updated the protocols. I mean, it was it's more like Canadian and US-wide, but it's in the NHL too. You only got to isolate for five days now, vaccinated. Uh, you can return if you got a negative test, medical clearance from your team, and medical clearance from the health authority. Uh, right now, there's no fans in Toronto or Ottawa, as per the Ontario guidelines. Quebec's in full lockdown. And I'm pretty sure they're at 50% in Alberta, Manitoba, and BC.
1: I I believe that's correct.
0: So, I mean, you're seeing quite a few postponements going on because, like, Quebec's in full lockdown, so the Habs aren't playing any home games. And then they're not playing any home games. Well, I guess they're still playing some home games in uh, in Toronto and Ottawa, but so now weird. they've implemented the taxi squad again which will hopefully help with seeing so many games being postponed just having a better well number of people available to you
1: well you look at Montreal's team right now it's basically <laughs> the Val Rockets
0: and buddy they only had like they were short so many players yesterday when they played they only played with 11 forwards and five defensemen
1: yeah I saw that and I mean it's It's good for the young players to get the NHL experience.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: It's just tough being a fan, right? Because you want your team to be the most competitive team on the ice every night. But at the same time, you got to go with what's going. And if guys are in protocols, then you have to just deal with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Montreal didn't look terrible against Florida to start. But, I mean, Florida is just such a powerhouse. What a team that is.
1: Oh, they honestly, they built a good team there the last few years, and I mean, they're kind of a, they're kind of one of those teams where they're not in the headlo- headlines, and they're just playing good hockey.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure they are.
1: And I mean, it's it's Florida, right? So like the media down there isn't as big as if you are in Toronto or New York per se. So they kind of just keep to themselves and do their own thing and. I like, mean, they're, they're in the top five of the NHL
0: right now. Like, what did they beat Tampa Thursday night? Like, nine to three or oh, something yeah. ridiculous?
1: It was, it was bad. Like, it was a, it was a schoolyard beatdown.
0: I mean, Huberto and Eckblad are both having fantastic years.
1: And then I believe Barkov's out right now, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. But he is. I mean,
1: he's easily a top 10 player in the NHL when he's healthy. So then you have Bobrovsky, who's having a decent year. Yeah, Spencer, Spencer Knight is a good young goalie. So Florida, Florida has some good pieces for, for yeah, right now and, uh, and Bo- the future.
0: Bobrovsky's playing well too. Yeah, yeah, that whole team's playing really well. So
1: and then uh, you got to look at uh, Vancouver right now.
0: Yeah, they're having, they're having Bruce. A, a
1: run with Brucey Bruce. There it is.
0: Yeah, Bruce. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one, man.
1: So I mean, they're yeah, they started uh, they started off seven and zero with Bruce Boudreau as the new head coach.
0: Yeah, finally took a loss the other day. I mean, yeah, it was in a shootout, but
1: hey, you know what? Yeah, exactly. They still got a point in that, and I mean, they kind of they need it right now. So Yeah, and, kinda... like,
0: Bruce is, uh, Bruce is a great coach, man. He's, his record in the NHL is 567 wins, 302 losses. Yeah. Went to Capitals, Ducks, and Wild. And he won the Jack Adams in 2007 as the best he, coach. So
1: He's a good coach. Like, he's, and I mean, he's that type of coach to come in midway through the season where he's going to kind of, like, clean, not clean house, but kind of, like, a fresh perspective, right? And I feel like John Tortorella is a guy like that. Where yeah. he's gonna come in, he's not gonna do too much during the middle of the season, just because he doesn't want to kind of kill the dynamic of the team right away. But he's gonna come in with a fresh perspective. They those type types of coaches they come in and they that's why they are successful for a few years, right? Because they got their they got fresh eyes on the team. They're not. Um, they're not with the same guys right, or, like for a, wa- a long time, right? And I think that's yeah. why those types of coaches are successful right away. Like Claude Julien is a guy like that too, right? Where he can yeah. come in halfway through the season and he's good for about two, maybe three years and then he kind of has to go somewhere else again.
0: Yeah, that, that seems to be uh, typical with him.
1: Yeah, so, and I mean, there's a few coaches like that. Like, I would say Bruce Boudreaux like that. Um, yeah. John Tortorello. Um,
0: maybe Pete yeah. DeBoer? Yeah, but, DeBoer. I mean, he's been a pretty good coach, though, consistently, I think.
1: Well, that's what I mean. But, like, you look at um, DeBoer, he's pretty much every team he's take, um, he's coached, he's pretty much taken to the uh, Stanley Cup.
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then he brought the Kitchener Rangers to a Mem Cup back in the day.
1: Oh, buddy. Yeah, did you see uh, Barry Hotch? Yeah. Um, just uh, retired the assistant uh, trainer for the Kitchen Rangers.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: He was a long-time long time, uh, long time uh, position there. So, I was going to say, uh,
0: been there forever. Dude, I
1: think he was there. I think he started there in 2001, I believe. So over 20 years.
0: Yeah, long time. I, yeah.
1: So and, I mean, I know the Kitchen Rangers just did a, a nice um, memorial video for him.
0: Yeah, that's nice. And, it's nice when they do that. And they kind had a of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of
1: ex-players like David Clarkson. Um I know Steve Spot and uh um DeBoer just did did one together, so that was yeah. nice to nice to see some old uh, old players like Jeff Skinner.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh Mason Kahn, so yeah.
1: And then mean of the I great
0: know, players that have been there over the years, man.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of the players appreciate all the hard work that trainers and Um, equipment managers and the behind the scenes staff, right? They put a lot lot of work in and a lot of hours that people don't really see. And I mean, I know a lot of the players do um, appreciate all their hard work. So it's nice to see them get um, rewarded for all their hard work and all the appreciation that the players do have for them.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's fantastic. They definitely do a lot. That's why like, I really enjoy watching those behind the scenes shows because you really get to get an in depth view of what all these guys are really doing behind the scenes. And it's a lot; they're busy all day.
1: Oh yeah, like it's all, all day, yeah. and like you said, it's all day. Like they start at like five a.m. and they're going till say they have a late game, right? A nine o'clock game. They're there till like one, two a.m. Yeah, getting, getting all the uh, jerseys cleaned and. All the preparation, yeah. All the preparation for the next day. If say they have a road game, then they have to get all the travel bags ready and all the equipment ready, and so it is a lot of hard work. But um, it's yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's really cool to see the behind the scenes uh, footage of
0: what they do. Yeah, I really enjoy seeing that stuff, man. It's very fun to watch. Yeah. So who's buzzing right now, Trevor? Who's on fire in the NHL,
1: dude? I like Carolina. Like, they, yeah. they're another team like uh, like Florida. They're just kind of doing their own thing. But, I mean, they are dominating. Like, the, right now, they're tied for first in the NHL with Washington and Tampa with 47 points.
0: They got and, two games in hand as well.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, they're on an 8-2-0 in their last 10. So, like, they're buzzing. And, I mean, uh, Frederick Anderson is having an unreal season with them. I think it was a yeah. nice fresh fresh start for him.
0: Yeah, is having a great year. Thirty four points, twenty eight games. You got Taravine and twenty five points this year too. He's having a great year. Yeah,
1: they're uh, they're a good uh, good team, and I mean, we'll see uh, see how they go. And I mean, like the last couple of seasons, they've had some good um, they've had some good runs in the playoffs. And I mean, so that's definitely helped for experience, right? So when oh, you can get when you can make it into the first like pass the first round and like do okay in the second or maybe third round, it's definitely going to give your team um, experience, right? Especially now, like a, a season like this year, now they're playing well. They're in the top five. And I mean, they have the playoff experience now. So now it's the, okay, now we got to get the job done. And yeah. I think I think Florida's in the same boat, uh, situation. Um, Tampa is always a threat. Um, yeah. They can easily go uh, back to back to back. Uh, Brady Point is back and he's been lining up. Um, Kucherov is about, I believe, a week to two weeks, but uh, he'll be back. Yeah. Um, Washington's another team that they're always deadly.
0: I um, uh, you know he's picking it up right now, is Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. Pit- oh. Well, that's the eight, got-
0: eight wins, eight wins in a row. They're, they're healthy again, man. And this team is just on fire. Eight straight wins.
1: Can't Crosby's a Pitt-
0: point of game.
1: Can't mess with Pittsburgh when all the boys are buzzing. And I know you love Tristan Jari and he's playing on this season.
0: Yeah. He's having a great year. Man. He's uh,
1: he's bittersweet to bittersweet for me. Cause he's uh, off of
0: COVID at the moment, but.
1: Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of, I know a lot of teams are going to hit with the COVID uh, bug with a lot of their main players. But hopefully they'll be back soon, and I know um, I know they do uh, they do a good job of helping them get back to uh, back out of COVID protocol pretty quickly. So that's nice to see.
0: Yeah, they're doing a great job.
1: And you know, another team who's playing pretty well right now is the Rangers.
0: Yeah, they they're, are.
1: They're up there in the top. Um, and I mean, do you like? I've always talked about this, and I always hate
0: it. Do you like how they
1: do the divisions, the playoffs? Uh,
0: it's different. I think it gives, like, it. more favorable matchups.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what but, they want is for, like, rivals, right?
0: Like, it, and I think it kind of over, overcomplicates things. I think like, you just you, kind of go back to the simple uh, conference, eight teams, eight teams.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I believe that. I think – it, it shouldn't matter your divi- I think the only thing that the divisions should be for is how many times you play certain teams. But when it comes to playoffs, it shouldn't matter what division you're in. It's only about conferences. Top eight yeah. teams in each conference. So if you have eight teams in one division that are, in, that are the top eight teams in the conference, then those eight teams should be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: It shouldn't be... If you're a divisional leader or whatever, you shouldn't get guaranteed first or second
0: place. No. No. So, I think it just overcomplicates everything.
1: Yeah. And I mean, look at the last couple of years where like um teams have to play what was it? Was it last year or the year before where the top three teams in the conference were in the Atlantic division? Where they had Yeah, to play, exactly. It was like Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. Yeah. Like those would have been nice to see those three teams in the conference finals
0: yeah not exactly. in the first and
1: second rounds
0: no being eliminated so early and that's that's the big thing too is you see really good teams uh, being eliminated so early in the playoffs
1: yeah so sorry we kind of went off topic on that for a bit but I just it's one of those things that it irks me I'm just looking at the standings right now and yeah it just irks me how like you have um, you have top teams in the uh, East, but then most of them are in one division, right? So,
0: yeah. So,
1: and you know a surprising team right now,
0: who? Detroit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like
1: they're they're in a playoff spot right now.
0: Yeah, they are playing well.
1: Like they have they have the the last wild card. Like if the if the playoffs started today, they have the second wild card spot in the East.
0: Yeah. Oh, they do too. Yeah. So it's like. Did I, oh Who'd they play? They would play, Carolina.
1: They'd either well, I don't even. Know I, don't,
0: I don't understand how they do this. Like it was probably, Carolina I not would be, be ahead of Washington in the Metro?
1: Well, they are. I see that. So for me, and it, uh, it goes Carolina, Washington,
0: New York. See, like I'm looking on the score app, and it shows me Washington, Carolina, New York.
1: See, that's weird to me because so yeah, I'm on the NHL.
0: Site. Yeah, see, yeah. So see, maybe that's... that's we're 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 going with Trevor here. We're not going to go with the score. <laughs> Sorry, the score. But yeah. you're not credible at the moment.
1: Yeah, just because I think I'm pretty sure that the tiebreaker is wins. Am I not? Like, correct me if like, I'm wrong.
0: Everything that I'm looking at is telling me Carolina should be in first. But yeah, <laughs> that's why I was confused. Well,
1: especially their um, point percentage.
0: So games in hand. Yeah, more so, yeah, wins.
1: I, f- I want to say. I want to say it goes um I want to say it goes wins then point percentage like obviously points then wins then point percentage but yeah where the way I where how I see it is it goes Carolina Washington Rangers then in the Atlantic it goes Tampa Florida Toronto
0: yeah it makes sense Toronto's so yeah, a wagon this year oh yeah true. We gotta as, give
1: uh, we gotta give credit where credits due. Till the as Toronto much fans. as it
0: kills me, Toronto is a wagon. Like <laughs> yeah. they come back from a little COVID break and win six nothing against Ottawa in an empty rink. Yeah, well, uh, Nylander pops two.
1: You know they have a good. Do they do have a good team? And I mean, now that they're finding stability in their back end,
0: they have yeah, a call, Campbell's they have a, playing really well. Campbell's
1: playing great. I love to see that he was. I personally think he was—he easily was going to be on Team USA for the Olympics. I think so. Um, and I mean, they have one of the uh, scariest goal scorers in the NHL in uh, Austin Matthews.
0: Yeah, that guy. I, mean, I think he oh. looks better now that he got shaved off his mustache. But <laughs> no, uh,
1: <laughs> no, Senor Poppy over there.
0: Oh, I can't stand it. But
1: <laughs> oh no, I I thought it was cool. Like I have a I have no. a beard, right? So I I like the facial hair. But- May-
0: Maybe it's, it's cuz I can, maybe it's just because I can't grow a mustache but like yeah. no.
1: Yeah, you and your peach fuzz, eh?
0: That's it. That's all <laughs> I got and I'm sticking to it, buddy. Yeah. So, and I mean,
1: <laughs> like John Tavares is a great leader, so that'll help them um, do well and I mean, they're another team where they've been in the playoffs for the last couple of years, so they're getting a little they're getting the playoff experience and I think it's just a matter of time where they just yeah. need maybe one or two more pieces and uh, they just picked up um, Kyle Clifford again right Yeah so he's another gritty guy Wayne Simmons is putting his heart on his sleeve every shift he plays and I yeah. know I know a lot of the fans love him he's becoming a fan favorite and I believe he's from Scarborough so he's another yeah. home hometown boy so he's playing well and I mean um,
0: and I, th- I think uh, I think if I think if Toronto can get out of the first round look out. they're gonna make a big run.
1: I can, I can like like we said if the playoffs started today they would play Florida and in my opinion I think they'd beat Florida probably in 6 games.
0: Yeah, I think so. So,
1: and I mean Florida Florida has a good shot to be to go deep in the playoffs too, but like Toronto you got to look at a team like that. So the Atlantic is just so strong.
0: Yeah, where they have and to get through
1: Florida and Tampa for Toronto to even get to the third round.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So, So yeah, that's true, too. Like, Toronto doesn't get favorable matchups in the playoffs. I mean, last year's matchup against Montreal might have looked favorable, but everyone knows it was
1: Everybody knows what happened there.
0: (laughs) And everybody knows how excited the two of us were. (laughs) Oh, what a time to be alive.
1: So, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about Colorado, Nashville, and Vegas? I see that you had a little – some notes here for them.
0: Colorado's playing game. really well, as per usual, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they got a they got a D deep team. Who are, their goal their goalie's Darcy Kemper now, right?
0: Uh, they or where's are, yeah? Or where's Darcy Kemper? Yeah, their really? goalie's Darcy Kemper. Yes. Okay. Yes. Forgive he's me an, if I'm Records not thirteen and five.
1: Yeah. So Darcy Kemper, another guy, came from Arizona. Another proven that he's a good goalie. He's it's kind of like. Um, Kind of like Mike Smith, right? Coming out of Arizona, where like the Coyotes, where he basically gets shell shocked every game. And, but you're still not putting, you're still not letting in that many goals, but you're just not winning as many games because your team's just not that, um, as good as another team, right? So now he's on a Colorado team who arguably could have been in the Stanley Cup the last two seasons.
0: Yeah, like, so, I knew uh, Kadri was having a really good year.
1: Holy this cow. This man's
0: got 38 points, bro.
1: Ka- Kadri's top, fu- top three in scoring, I believe. Uh, We're confirming that now,
0: but... Uh, um, he's seventh. Seventh.
1: Okay, well, I think... Be- I want to say before the break, he was close.
0: But still... Kaprizov's okay. a stud, eh? Yeah. Karel Kaprizov. So,
1: yeah, but Kadri's only Kadri's only two, uh, three points away from being fourth in the points.
0: Yeah, he is having a fantastic year, and I mean, it's he's playing on a great line, but
1: yeah. But at the same time, everybody knew that he, he could contribute. That like he didn't get yeah. he didn't get picked uh, um, that high in the NHL draft for no reason, right? Everybody knew when he was coming out of when he was in Kitchener, everybody knew that he was gonna be. A high draft pick and then yeah. when, when they traded him to the uh, the Knights because they were going to go on a uh, deep playoff run that year then yeah. he got drafted and then so they knew he was going to be he was going to be a good uh, good player then when he went to Toronto he kind of went into that third uh, center role where it was more gritty and kind of do whatever he had to do for the team he still didn't put up horrible points in Toronto but he just kind of took some dumb penalties so then fans started to get on him and then they were happy when they traded him. And then now he's just been doing well in Colorado. So it's good to see him be successful with Colorado.
0: Yeah. He is having a really good campaign over there this year. Be interesting to see how uh, Colorado does with Kemper and the, and that now I hope they can make a deep playoff run.
1: Well, I mean they could have done well last year with Grubau, right? Like, you got it's crazy to see Grubauer's stats from this year to last year. Like yeah, last year you would have thought and he's like, holy cow, this guy's a top five goalie. This year it's like, who who is he? Yeah, like, he's playing on a very poor Seattle team, and I mean, I guess that we can, I guess, go into the slumping teams about how they're not playing well. They're yeah. Now, somebody uh, – so I got, a, I got a message today from, um, from a buddy of ours who uh, – he basically just started ripping on Seattle, and I totally agree with him because, like – Yeah. And I, like, and I know you're, the, you're in the same situation as us. Like, we, the three of us talk pretty regularly about how bad Seattle drafted, and, like, all three of us agreed that they didn't – I don't think – like, the three of us didn't um, think that they had a good draft.
0: Expansion out. they their potential was so high and they're having Let such it. a shit year.
1: They I, lost
0: five in a row now.
1: Yeah. I personally I think the only the only good non pick that they had
0: was uh price. Yeah, it's too hefty of a contract. Too hefty of a contract and and he's not playing.
1: He hasn't played all season, so I mean for them kind of was a good good decision. But,
0: but there was so much on the plate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna straight up put a would you rather have Terrasanko or Jin Schwartz?
0: Terisanko? No.
1: Or did did Schwartz even did Schwartz sign with Seattle or did they pick Seattle pick Schwartz? Oh, I'm not sure. Because I know they I know they didn't pick Dunn. They um because they signed Dunn before um expansion draft results. Yeah, because I know, um, like it's crazy to think about what that team could have been.
0: Yeah, dude, it drives me nuts. Like they could have had a competitive team, like as competitive as what Vegas is, and it's just not. I was excited. Oh,
1: sorry. So correction: they did, they did pick Vince Dunn.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, but
1: so they signed Schwartz. So that that's fine. So they could have. They had. So, so that take, I'll go back to that question. Do you take Terrence or Vince Dunn? <laughs> Terrence
0: <Tarasenko. laughs>
1: Boom. You have a franchise player right there.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man.
1: And then most of the guys that they picked, um, don't hate us for our opinions on this, guys, but like most of them are AHLers. That,
0: I mean, uh, Eberly was a good pick in my opinion.
1: Uh, Yanni Gord was a good pick. Jen McCann's a good uh like 25-year-old centerman. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong, those guys, those are good picks, right? However, they picked a lot of younger players that weren't NHL ready players. They were two or three years out. Like a guy like Nathan Bashton, he's he's almost like a, another year. I think that's why. He didn't crack the lineup in New Jersey because he's almost one or two more years ready, right? Like, give him another year in the AHL, develop, and then go play in the NHL.
0: One thing that pissed me off about that whole expansion draft is how does Vegas not have to give up one of their players?
1: It's because they didn't expect Vegas to be as good as they did.
0: Yeah, but that's so so like Vegas is so good. So like make them have to give up one of their guys. Like it's not fair. But Every other it. team except for Vegas, let's give Vegas a friggin golden shining star and not allow them to have to give up one of their players. but, but the rest of the league has to
1: but, okay so because of that, so basically looking in, looking at that, you're basically saying that Vegas gets punished for being good for being good at like but at why training. but
0: why are they so, any different than the rest of the league? They're a team in the league like everybody well, else
1: It's because they it's because they were an expansion draft so close, right? So because
0: they've Yeah, only but in, they have a full team. They can give somebody up.
1: But Because they've only been in the league for three years. So they weren't expecting Vegas to be as good as they are. So what happened was they were expecting Vegas to be Seattle this year. But because George McPhee went in there and actually did his research... So will they he, get rewarded? I don't think they get rewarded. I think they're just non-compliant. Because, like, I think they just don't get screwed up. Like, basically... So, making them give up a pick would basically just be saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys were too good in your first season, so you have to be punished now.
0: No, you look at them and say the other 30 teams in the league are giving up a player in the expansion draft. You're part of the NHL. So, you got to give up a player in the expansion draft.
1: Yeah, I do do see where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's like they only came in – their their first season was what 1920
0: season? 1920.
1: So they've only been in the so 1920, and 20 and 21. This is only their third season in the NHL, dude.
0: Yeah, so that doesn't make a difference. They're still in the NHL.
1: I know, but like that's the whole point is like not giving up a pick is because they were they because they made these rules before Vegas even joined the NHL. Because they knew the two teams were coming in, right? So they yeah, but they made that decision before I get what you're saying, but at the same time, Vegas was not supposed to be as good as they are, but because of the management that they had, they did a very good job with their picks, and they also they also made a lot of good trades to get the players that they did. Because like Yeah, but as did every other team. Well, that's questionable. You got to look at some teams like, um, like Arizona, like they haven't really made a lot of good trade, like lately, but at the same time, it's like.
0: All these other teams acquired players, just like uh, yeah, but, Vegas acquired players.
1: But there hasn't been an expansion team in how many years, right? Like, so it's not so like by making Vegas give up a player, you're almost like. So it would be basically like saying if another expansion team was coming in three years and Seattle looks the same, they're last place this year, last place last next year, then are you saying that they should give up a player? Yes. Okay, so you're on you're on that hill.
0: Yeah, they should definitely have to give up a player too. They're in the NHL. If they're doing an expansion draft and every league play every team in the league has to give a player up then one of those, then players from every team should, or players from every team should have to go up.
1: I just think it's too, I just think that the expansion teams were too close. Now, if if it would have been, if Seattle would come in three years from now, then sure, I would have said, yeah, definitely they would have had to. But it's the fact that there was only, they only had two seasons before Seattle came in. And I think that's why the NHL didn't, um, made that rule, right? Where Vegas didn't have to give up a player.
0: Yeah, and, I don't know. We're gonna agree to disagree here.
1: Yeah, we're yeah, I'm okay
0: no <laughs> with that. I'm <laughs> okay with that. Like you yeah, may I don't know. But anyways. Yeah, they're uh they're not having the best year. Buffalo's awful too. Oh my
1: god. I'm I feel bad for Sabres fans.
0: Yeah. Like, like just I don't know man. Like I don't feel bad for any fan because we're half fans. We're having a real bad year. Oh, we're... Buffalo.
1: Just... Like,
0: like, I don't... We don't even have... Lost here. four straight. We don't even have
1: words for them. What's that? I said we don't even have words for Buffalo
0: right now. No, I mean, lost four in a row. Two, five, and three over their last ten. I mean, Montreal's one, seven and two in their last ten, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I mean...
0: oh, it's. But, I mean, Montreal's just awful as well. We're
1: we're just saying we're in a rebuild.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean we get a break now till January the 12th against yeah, Boston. Yeah, I, I saw
1: that. That's kind of
0: nice a actually. Befitting.
1: It's nice, yeah, it's nice. To I don't want to watch purchases. any more games,
0: dude. I can't oh, do it.
1: I yeah. I I couldn't agree more with you on that one. Like it's just it's heartbreaking to watch.
0: Yeah, like I cannot do so,
1: it. And uh, uh, another one is the Islanders. What's yeah. going on in Long Island?
0: I don't know, man. They were they were supposed I don't to be know. A,
1: They were supposed to be a top team this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, their goaltending hasn't been very good. Sorokin's their starter, and he's eight, seven, and five with a two forty six goals against Average and a nine twenty. He's got a pretty good save percentage, nine twenty five. But...
1: I don't think that's I think. I think sometimes they just don't have enough scoring. I know Lou Lamorello and uh, – oh, shoot, where am I blanking?
0: Oh, who's our, top who's, goal scorer has 10 No, goals. no,
1: who's their who's coach? Um, What the – he used to coach Nashville. Do you well, know who, uh,
0: do yeah, you know I can't. I, I'm blanking now too. Unreal coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: why am I blanking so much? Um,
0: I know it's driving me crazy because I'm doing it too.
1: And as soon as I see it, Barry trots. Yep.
0: Yeah, there he is. Oh. He's a really good coach. Man.
1: He's a great coach. I mean, he. Uh, you look at what he did with um, when he was in uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. He looked. He was unreal. Like he's a great coach, and I mean, they. Uh, him and uh, Lou have a good system going in the Islanders dish. It's just like, I don't know if they have enough firepower.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's not looking like it this year anyway. I don't know. I think they got to kind of reevaluate. I think they're going to be selling at the trade deadline.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think they got to, they got to do some regrouping. And I mean, at the beginning of the season, people who had them as cup contenders. Yeah. So, I mean, like they're not, they're not looking too much like, they're another team. They're only eight points ahead of uh, Montreal. So if Montreal has a say, six or seven game win streak, they're yeah. already in the middle of the pack. They're they're already going pushing up towards sixth or seventh in the um, the wild card race, right? So
0: yeah, I think we he, just need to keep losing. Yeah,
1: tank for right. I'm okay I with watch, that.
0: I want Shane right. Yeah, I mean and we'll then, get there and still lose the lottery, but.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm. Th- I was literally just thinking that before we started recording. Like, like we're literally gonna get. We'll win first. Like, we'll lose, and we'll be last place in the NHL, and we'll still lose the fantasy draft or yeah, that's the lottery. What I'm I think they need to get rid of that damn lottery draft. And like, I know, I know there was a couple of years where teams were questioned about tanking and whatnot, but. We, we literally lost to the Stanley Cup final last year. You think we're going to tank this year? no no.
0: We're not doing it on purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you think, like, do you think Arizona and Ottawa are tanking on purpose? No, they're just bad.
0: Yeah. Like, ex- yeah. Like, Seattle. Just bad hockey teams.
1: And then, yeah, you got to look at – everybody knows Buffalo's bad. Everybody knows that uh, – Seattle didn't have a good uh, expansion draft, so they're bad. Like the only surprise, like Chicago, they everybody thought they were going to be a little bit better getting flurry, but Mm -hmm. they're still in the bottom. So we'll see what goes on, man. Like and another team who's not who's having a little some issues right now is Edmonton.
0: Yeah. That team, man, they need a goalie so bad. I don't know, like, well, it's like that team is more like two NHL superstars on an AHL hockey team.
1: Well, uh, yeah, no, like they do have some good supporting cast. Like you got, um, you got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. uh, Yeah, to an extent. Tyson Tyson Berry's there, right? And then you have uh, um, Darnell Nurse. Like, um, you're just not deep. Who's another like? I mean, yeah, a their big,
0: goaltending's not good.
1: A, yeah, no, goaltending is very questionable. Um, a big loss was Oscar kluffbaum Yeah, like he was supposed to be a, a future franchise defenseman. Um, Evan Bouchard's a good young player.
0: Yeah. No, so, like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't think they have enough depth, <laughs> and their goaltending is just so inconsistent.
1: I goaltending is. I didn't realize that Miko Koskinen was
0: 6'7". Yeah, he's a monster. Like, and Mike Smith's 6'5". So, I mean... Yeah, they got big goalies. Yeah,
1: but then they have Stuart Skinner that's in the AHL right now. He's a good young goalie coming up. He'll uh, He's played a bunch of games with them, but he's only 23. And I mean, like, he, he's been looking good. And so they do have some potential in... Um, um, in the age in their like system, right? So, and Oliver Rodrigue was he not on team U uh, team Canada at one point?
0: Uh yeah, that name or, sounds really familiar.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at his stats. He played for Canada U18. So yeah. there's so he's got um, and I believe he was the third goalie of the uh, Canada World Juniors the one year. So he's yeah. another. So there you have some good young young prospects in the system. So hopefully. Edmonton in the next say two or three years could potentially figure it out, but I mean like you got to look at it, how good Connor McDavid and uh, Drysidel are, right?
0: Yeah, like
1: you're expecting them; they should be in win now mode.
0: Just hard to build around that. Connor McDavid's making 12.5 million a year.
1: It's tough, but at the same time, if you have the you have the best player in the NHL, so you got to pay him what he's worth, right?
0: Yeah, but then like you look at that stat where uh, Carey Price is the only player w- make over ten million dollars to win an NHL series. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no I mean, NHL player that's made over ten million dollars that's won in an, in an NHL series.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, man.
0: Because like you, you need to be able, yeah. you need to have depth to do things in the in the playoffs.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like you gotta like. Just looking at the roster, like they do, they have some, they do have depth guys, but at the same time, it's like if those depth guys aren't contributing as much as Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl are, then they're not being productive, right?
0: Because like, or like, just at a percentage of what those guys are no, exactly. contributing,
1: like you have a guy like Kyle Turris, who when he first came into the NHL, they they were talking about top twenty player in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Now he's maybe a third line guy. Yeah, Zach Hyman is arguably is a top six guy on any team. Yeah, I think um, so. Nugent Hopkins could be a top six guy on any
0: team. Yeah, uh, Jesse Even a, he could be a top three guy potentially. Yeah,
1: Jesse Pulli
0: Pulli I love that guy.
1: Yeah, he's he's there, and I mean, you got to like Kaylor Yamamoto. Yeah. He's been playing well. Um, Another one, um, Ryan McLeod. He's a a good young player coming up. So they do have a young team, right? So, I mean, they're not really worried about age-wise. Like, I mean, just looking here, the oldest guy on the team is uh, Derek Ryan. And he was born in 86. Yeah. So, and then... So other than that, like they got a decent. Oh, Mike Smith's in eighty-two, so he's he's pretty much he'll probably be hanging up the uh, pads soon. But um, but then you got you got then you have room for a guy like Stuart Skinner to step in and be in the roster full time.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe in a year like this year where there's been so much like Sorry. interruptions, COVID-wise, and that oh. direction, like you give the younger guys a little bit more of an opportunity to. Like Stuart Skinner, get him between the yeah. pipes a bit.
1: Well, and I think, I think that's what, um, <coughs> going back to Montreal, I think that that's what Montreal is doing right now, right? Where, yeah, the NHL, most of those guys were playing in the AHL like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Well, like, Montreal's second line was their like first line in Laval a month yeah. ago. So I like guess just outrageous.
1: Yeah. And then, um, another team that hasn't really done much this year is kind of Columbus. They were on a couple of years ago. They were on a good uh, trajectory to be a top team in the East. And then now they're kind of just middle of the pack. If closer. To yeah.
0: Columbus. Yeah. That team is just not very good. I mean, where's is having a decent year. He's not fantastic by any means, but. And, I mean, they just – I don't know. They don't have very – they have some decent players on that team, but they're just not loaded anymore. Line A is not playing well. Well,
1: they traded away – like, you got to look at it, right? They – so Atkinson's gone. Pierre-Luc Dubois is gone. Um, Who's not Like, Bobrovsky's gone. Panarin's gone. Like, I know these guys are more – a couple years ago now, but, like, you pretty much traded away kind of your future.
0: Whatever you had anyway, yeah. Right? Like,
1: so, I mean, warensky's a good young... Like, he's only in 90... He was only born in 97, so he's, like, turning 25 this year.
0: Yeah. So he's,
1: he's still got some age on him. Um, Voracek's a solid uh, veteran.
0: Oh, for sure he is, yeah.
1: Um, Jack Roslevic's a good player, and he's from Columbus, so he's probably excited to be... Um, playing it for hometown, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Liney is a great goal scorer. Uh,
0: Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner.
1: Okay. Oh man, do you remember him when he played against the Kitchen Rangers?
0: Yeah. I want
1: to. See, he played for
0: Oshawa, right? I believe so.
1: Oh man, I remember. He's he was that type of player where you hated to play against him but loved to have him on your team.
0: Yeah, just a pest. Oh dude. Like just a pest. Yeah. I remember I
1: remember being on at the odd on a Friday night and just him touch the puck or hit a guy and the booze would just fly.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. But
1: I mean, hey, good for him that now he's the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets and he's made a name for himself. So good
0: for him. Oh exactly. He's he's done well for himself without yeah. a doubt.
1: And then another guy in Columbus who hasn't really done much lately is Max Domi, which yeah, I thought he I thought he had a lot of potential.
0: I did too, but I think he might just be one of those guys where I don't know he just doesn't perform to that level,
1: or he just doesn't perform to as the potential that everybody thinks he is, right? Because like yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong, he's definitely an out av- like he's. He's definitely, like, a middle-of-pack NHL player. Yeah. Definitely deserves to be in the NHL. Like, he'll never he'll never not be in the NHL until he, like, wants to retire or, like, maybe his, like, last couple of years where – but I think he'd retire before he has to go, like, back to – you know how some guys, they play too long and then they send them back to the AHL? Yeah. I think he'll be that guy where he'll realize and then he'll call hang up the skates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So He's just, he's really inconsistent.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, with, uh, with the Olympics being, um, uh, with NHL players not going to the Olympics anymore, they just announced that, uh, Shane Doan will be the GM and Claude Julien will be the head coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, Claude Julien is not a bad coach at all.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think he's a good coach for a quick, like a, like a tournament like that as uh, in the Olympics. And I mean, he doesn't have to worry about um, like, like we were talking earlier, right? Like in my opinion, he's one of those coaches where he's good for like two or three years. And then he, he needs a fresh group. So I think, yeah. so I think a tournament like the Olympics where he's bringing in a fresh new group of guys, especially guys that um, don't normally play with each other. And then like, um, players from Europe and the AHL and whatnot, or NCAA players. I think he'll be a good coach to kind of bring them together and be able to um, get some uh, quick chemistry that they need. And I think they should be okay with him as the, at the helm.
0: Yeah, I think so, man. And I mean, like the team, it's not going to be terrible. I mean, they were team was able to win bronze for four years ago now, but I mean, our goaltending won't look too bad. I mean, you got Devin Dubnik. He's on a professional tryout with the AHL Checkers. That was of early December. I haven't heard too much about him since. But, I mean, he's been a solid goalie in the NHL, and I feel like he'd be good on that stage.
1: Yeah, and then you have another guy who uh, uh, most Canadian fans know, uh, who is a great uh, player of the World Juniors, Justin Pogge. He's, yeah. uh, I believe he's currently playing in Europe, so he's eligible to play for... so. Then, so there you go, <coughs> excuse me, you have Devin Dubik and Jessen Pogge, who could potentially be your starting and backup. And then you have a third goalie who um, could to potentially be another uh, dark horse who could be competitive in the net. So Canada has, definitely has potential to be competitive at this at the Olympics.
0: Yeah, I think so, man. Like there's a couple of good players that I think will be there. As in like Jordan Wheel playing in the KHL. Corey Connacher's playing in the Swiss League. Jason Demers, he's a he's a free agent, but he's played like twelve years in the NHL, so oh. he could bring some good experience there. Demers,
1: yeah, Jason uh, Demers, Demers is a good player. Yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised no one's picked him up. To be honest, no, I, I am too. And I mean, especially with um, especially with the
0: t- <coughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs>
1: um, especially with the taxi squads um, being announced. Is you might see a lot more players. Some of these guys that are free agents that are still training and whatnot. You wouldn't be surprised if some of these NHL teams pick them up. But at the same time, if I'm if I'm Shane Doan, I'm contacting these guys right now and yeah. saying, "Hey, I want you as a say a top six forward. Yeah, don't sign. Sign maybe sign with another team or sign with an AHL team." And you'll be on Team Canada.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then you have uh, two guys that were on the World Junior team who are uh, playing NCAA in uh, Owen Power and Ken
0: Johnson. They can Yeah, be... I'm very intrigued to see if they go.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you've been excited for those two guys to see if they uh, they have a shot at this this roster.
0: I think they do. I think they. I think they do. I think it'd be great for their. Uh for their development as well. Oh,
1: I think Owen, for sure, Owen Power is, you just watch him play, I believe he's ready to go.
0: Like, Yeah, like let let him go play this year and then he could be your seventh defenseman come 2026.
1: Oh, easily. And you know what's even crazier, dude? When we were talking about last, um, last episode, we were talking about what uh, the future, like what 2026 roster could be. Yeah. We we didn't I know I forgot I forgot all about having him potentially go yeah,
0: there. I did too. I just thought about it. Like if he yeah. could, if he goes this year, like he could bring a little bit of experience being young still, but he could bring some kind of experience there to well, the fellas anyway.
1: He'll be 23 in that in that tournament in the yeah. 2026. And I mean so then he'll have four or three, three and a half years in the NHL experience. And I bet you, I bet you he does some good damage. Especially if Buffalo, maybe say Buffalo gets Shane Wright again in this draft, right? Just potentially no, Montreal's
0: getting Shane Wright in this draft. I know.
1: I'm just saying potential. <laughs> but say they get, say they get Shane Wright. Now you have back to back first, uh, first overall picks. Yeah, you need to go to get a goalie. Now you have. Um. Now you have own power that could be pl- easily playing with um Rasmus Dallin.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like
1: Buffalo could get, be exciting could. to watch
0: if could be,
1: and I mean they already have Dylan Cousins.
0: Yeah, the um, team like they're not. They got a good young team there for sure. They got
1: they uh they got uh, uh Payne Krebs in the Eichel deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh if Casey, uh, Casey Milstat starts performing, he's another great player. Uh, Victor Olsen.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's,
1: he's solid. Jeff Skinner needs a kick in the ass and start playing better.
0: Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on with
1: Jeff Alex, So they also got Alex Tuck in that Eichel trade.
0: Yeah. He's another Yeah, I mean, player. like they have potential to be really yeah. good.
1: And I mean, even on their back end, like they got, uh, Will Butcher a solid player. Yeah. Uh, American. Um, Robert Hag, he's solid. So they they don't have a horrible back end, and I mean, their goal their goalies are not questionable. But like, you got Malcolm Subban, Dustin Tokarski, and Craig Anderson. Yeah, and then uh, Luck Lukinin, Lukinin Yeah. So, so they have potential to be an okay team in the future, but it all depends on. How this uh, lottery draft goes, and but I mean, even if they, even if they don't win the lottery draft, they can easily win a top say five pick,
0: and without a doubt.
1: In the next two years of drafts, if you have a top ten pick, you have a franchise player.
0: Yeah, typically, man, like the drafts are going to be pretty strong. Like that's, the youth is phenomenal right that's now. That's
1: what I, I mean. Obviously, you can't top that. Uh. uh I believe it was the 2004 draft with uh, Richards and uh, Flurry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously you can't touch that draft, but um, at the same time, the, the, the young kids that are coming up now in 2022 and 2023 are just unreal. Right. So, because like the development of some of these young players are coming up are just over the moon. And I mean, they're just unreal and exciting to watch.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, man! It's like CHL is so fun to watch. It's so disappointing missing out in the World Juniors. That's why that tournament's so oh. fun. But
1: well, that, and that's what I mean. Like, and you look at a team like Canada. Canada doesn't didn't even have some of the top players, like per, uh, point producing in the CHL. Like, yeah, uh, Matthew Savoy wasn't there. Uh, nope. Br- Brant Clark wasn't there. Exactly. Uh, Francesco Pinelli, who's on the Kitchener Rangers, he's always exciting yeah. to watch. Yeah, and I mean, we could talk about every single team in the CHL, and I mean, you could go through every roster and be like, okay, why isn't that? Why did that kid not even get invited to camp and yeah. stuff like that? Right? Like, like we always talk about how Canada could can have two teams at the
0: at the Olympics. Yeah.
1: Canada could can have three teams at the World Juniors and still win gold, silver, and bronze.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's how deep right? the youth is in Canada.
1: And I'm not, I'm not knocking any of those teams like Russia, Sweden, Finland, or USA because no, they those are hockey powerhouses as well, right? And oh, I for mean, sure. Like obviously we're biased because we're Canadian, but like you have to definitely give them credit where credits due, right? Whereas like. You, uh, you look at the players that are getting drafted in the NHL now. It's not predominantly all Canadians.
0: Not anymore, man.
1: Before, it used to be the top five were always like the Canadians, and then you'd have the odd American who was playing in the CHL or the odd the odd Russian, right? And then yeah. now you have – it'll go it, – what was it? Last year was a Canadian um, – <clears throat> Canadian – uh, American Canadian American American I believe
0: yeah, it's good to see the, the different diversity that's being in, introduced into the NHL.
1: Yeah and yeah and it's exciting to it, it's definitely exciting to see the different uh, different countries and what um, what all the other players are bringing from around the world right It's definitely becoming a world
0: brand. Yeah, oh for sure it's fun.
1: And I think that's the biggest way to uh, to build the game, right? Is like it's, I know they've been playing games in like China, or Europe, and um, so, and like fans are. There's going to be so more more fans, right, all around the world.
0: Yeah, I think,
1: I think that's the best way to build the game. Is you got to go to those different areas of around the world, right?
0: Exactly, and I think that's why. Like, like you watch the World Juniors, and you see Canada like destroying a team like Austria, and then you're like. Why do they even have these teams in this tournament? But it's to it's to bring some publicity to those teams, to get Austrian kids to want to play hockey, to yeah. for them to look at the TV and say, "I want to be there one day." And then you know, you never know, you get some superstars out of that scenario, right?
1: Well, yeah, and um, one of the one of the players on the Austrian uh, World Junior team this year, he he's got potential to be a first round draft pick in the exactly. upcoming draft. So you got to look at say a 14 year old kid in Austria, he's watching this year and he's saying, Wow, I want to be like that kid. Or yep. even younger, like a nine and ten year old, right?
0: Exactly. They're like,
1: well, he if he if he can be picked in the first round, why can't I? So yep. then you have then you have kids in Austria that are trying to play hockey as young as they can and they're getting better and they're playing hockey as much as they can. So then yep. They got a now. They got a dream where it's like, well, I want to be in the NHL,
0: or yeah, exactly. Got to start somewhere.
1: Or I want to be in the World Juniors, like yeah. So
0: it's uh, it's very exciting uh, for to bring the publicity like that to the other countries, and it's good. It's good to see because you never know what you're gonna get.
1: Oh, exactly, and I mean. I oh, shoot. What country? I believe it was Latvia, where the one guy he shelled like wasn't it like fifty-two shots against Canada, and he let in like two or three goals.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I
1: believe he's in the he's either in the AHL or the NHL. I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> I know who you're talking about, but it just brings oh, it, it like just like we're saying. It just brings so much more publicity just yeah. brings more talent to the game of hockey at the end of the day. It might be boring right now to watch Canada run up to score against somebody, but but you just also, think about what it's doing for the game in the long run.
1: Yeah, exactly. The game's just getting bigger, and you have a lot of young kids watching that around the world and saying, hey, I could be there one day.
0: Mm-hmm. right?" I so, want to do that.
1: Yeah, so it's really nice to see uh, see kids having dreams and – you never know what you're gonna get, right? So it's exactly. it's always exciting for the unknown. And no. uh, so a little little non hockey talk here, but I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the legend of Hollywood, passed away on uh, New Year's Eve, Betty White.
0: Yeah, rest in peace Stop. to uh, Betty White. Very sad time. Just short she, of her hundredth birthday. She was
1: eighteen days. Yeah. But uh, short. I saw a little, I saw a little thing. It, was, it made me chuckle is um, if you didn't count all of the leap years that she experienced in her whole lifetime, she yeah. would have been hundred. She would have been a hundred.
0: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry, uh,
1: that's Sorry man. My cough's killing me right now. We can oh, cut, no that, cut that out. But yeah. So she's and she was always a little a firecracker whenever she um she did uh, her videos and
0: yeah no it's fun to watch <laughs> definitely very uh, very sad day in the world but uh, it just has to come to an end i guess
1: Yeah it was, it would have been exciting to see what she would have done for her 100th birthday
0: You so, never know buddy you just never know with her anyway Oh
1: dude it would have you know what It would have been to the point where you never know what she's going to do, but at the same time, you'd be like, it doesn't shock
0: me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it looks like we got a pretty busy week coming up in the NHL here anyways.
1: Yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, Did you watch any of the the outdoor game yesterday?
0: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It looked pretty nice, man. They did a good job in Minnesota there. (laughs) I think they did a very good uh... job.
1: It looked like the yeah it looked like it was a good uh, good game and I know um, it was uh, I had a good uh, good laugh about um, the St. Louis Blues uh, outfits of choice.
0: Yeah, they were interesting.
1: Yeah, I was a little um, I was a little shocked by the uh, the attire that they chose, but I mean,
0: because I, I like Minnesotas.
1: it's really cold in uh, Minnesota. Very. So the fact that most of them walked out with shorts and t-shirts and stuff like that
0: <laughs> Lunatics, uh, man—I
1: don't know if I would have
0: been able to do it. No, I don't think I would have. No, or if, not for me.
1: Or if I would have, I would have been running.
0: Yeah, in and out.
1: Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Just well, I mean, Monday. There's uh right now. There's the Toronto, Carolina, Minnesota, Ottawa games already postponed. That's yeah, tomorrow. they got a
0: couple postponements coming up this week, but I mean, there's still a Whoa. lot of games scheduled. So it,
1: right now, it looks like it's all uh, it's all the Canadian teams.
0: Yes, yeah, so pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but we got like uh, Seattle and the Islanders are postponed on Tuesday.
1: Oh, is it? Oh. oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But other than that, like, there's not too many postponements, so it looks like we're gonna have a pretty full week of NHL hockey to watch. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited and it's nice to get the games back and um kind of things a little bit back to normal right so
0: <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it's nice well as everything kind of gets ramped back up <laughs> covid wise anyway but it's nice to be able to watch some hockey here again
1: yeah exactly it's and just gets everybody excited especially with the world juniors being canceled right there's no um can't get don't get to watch those right so and then now you have um, a good playoff push now, like coming out of Christmas break.
0: and Yep, exactly, especially with... leading into the All-Star break.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, I saw potential leaked jerseys for the All-Star
0: break. For the All-Star I break. have, I have they... not seen those.
1: Oh, yeah, I have not seen those. So I'll I'll take a look and send it to you.
0: Yeah, and but, then we'll put them up on our yeah, uh, social media.
1: If... If in the fact they are the um, All Star Game jerseys, they look filthy. Like I love them. Like I think they're they're not overkill, but they're they're kind of like. Um, do you remember when uh, the All Star Game did North America versus uh, European? Yeah. With like the blue and then like the red.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was like it's almost like an homage to there
0: to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so,
1: and. I don't know about you, but I think they should go back to just a regular All-Star game, East versus West, get rid of the divisions.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And personally, I think what they should do is go back to something like how they – what the MLB does, where the winner of the All-Star game gets home ice advantage in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think they should do that too. Like give the All-Star game some meaning.
1: Yeah, and if you want to still do like the donation thing, you can do that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: winning the winning conference still gets to donate and
0: um and they get home ice advantage in the playoffs
1: so it's it's still competitive and then you have then you actually have like a full team participating
0: yeah like it gives them a gives them a reason to play yeah and like you can make be more be more exciting for the fans in my opinion
1: oh for sure like i i'm not gonna lie i only watch right now with like the format they have it i only watch the skills competition
0: yeah, me too. Like I might flick on the All Star game, but yeah,
1: I might have it on for maybe like 10, like ten, twenty minutes. But I'm not sitting down I'm not I'm not breaking up my day on a Sunday to sit down for three hours
0: to watch the all star game. Because yeah, the little three on three all star tournament that they do. It's boring, to be honest yeah, straight up. It's I don't boring. I don't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> or if you're gonna do a tournament, do a tournament where they play each team and then they have to do a finals. Yeah not just a oh yeah I we beat this team so I got to play the other team <laughs> <laughs> like that's not yeah. fun
0: like no it's not now, if and it's did... not it's not that fun to watch no
1: now if if they would do say you're the Atlantic division and you play the Metro the central and the Pacific and you play all three games sure that's cool because you get to see all four teams play against each other yeah then the winner the top two teams from that one or whatever goes and plays in a final. Yeah. Or you do like the best players from like or what you do is you take the top um, the top players from the east and the west out of those two teams, four teams and you play those guys together. Like that would be cool too.
0: Yeah, I agree. But very interesting.
1: I think right now with just the four teams, but I think they're going to they definitely will keep the same way Format because Seattle just came in, so they want to give Seattle an opportunity to have a player too, right? Yeah, so I agree. And and do you think one player from every team should be in the All Star game? I do. See, I do, but I don't.
0: It's tough. Like, like it's nice to have that representation, but in my opinion, there's no one on the Montreal Canadian roster that should be in the All Star game right now.
1: Hmm. Trying quick thing, no. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: no, no, because okay. So (laughs) just look. So we're just looking at the,
1: like, if we look at the standings, right? Do, you – truthfully, do you think anybody should be in the All Star game from Arizona, Montreal, Ottawa, Seattle, Buffalo, or Chicago?
0: I mean, like, if there's players on those teams that are having great years. Then yes.
1: Sure. But like for sure, Montreal and Arizona, I don't think anybody's there.
0: Like it's nice to have that representation from every team there, but at the same time, if it's gonna be the all-star game, then it should be the league's all-stars, regardless if you have seven guys coming from one team.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like like who do you think Montreal sends? Suzuki? That was that would have been my that was gonna be my
0: guess. Like that's all I can think of. Like,
1: like Nick Suzuki has nineteen points in thirty-four games.
0: <laughs> Not even that good. Like,
1: okay. So I saw a quick video the other day. Jason Spezza, Jason Spezza would be our leading goal
0: scorer on our team. Oh nice.
1: <laughs> and I mean, nice. don't get me wrong, he's a great player. Like I I actually really like Spezza
0: when he was, Yeah, I do too, but like
1: And, I mean, it's kind of funny in that because he has seven goals. And, I mean, our leading goal scorer has seven. So, like, just going through the roster and stats-wise, it's –
0: The team is just trash. Just trash is the only way to put it.
1: Yeah, we're not (laughs) – it's very gloomy looking ahead as
0: a Montreal fan right now. Oh my but, was there uh, anything else you wanted to touch on in this week's episode Trev?
1: No, I think uh, I think the only thing non-hockey related I wanted to talk about was Betty White and we gave her a good onage so I think uh, it's it's definitely a sad day for for everyone and a big shout out to her and her family and friends and uh, just know that she uh, she was a bright light in many people's lives.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. She oh, was, uh, she was a great, she was a great woman. Great woman. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, we would, uh, we would like to thank everybody for their, uh, continued support here so far. This is, uh, it's been pretty fun here on episode three right now. And we're loving the interaction on social media and, uh, the feedback that we've been getting, keep it coming anyway. Yeah. And, uh, if you're, exactly. if you're, if you're enjoying the pod, uh, Share Share the episode out there. Let's get some more listeners going. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: If there's anything else that you guys want from us, just let us know because we, uh, we love the feedback and uh, we just want to keep getting better and uh, always want to make you guys happy.
0: That's it. So, yeah, we hope you guys have a fantastic week this week. And I guess we will uh, talk to you guys next Monday. See ya! Cheers, friends.